0: Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome back to your favorite... Tri-weekly episodic podcast on your favorite digital fantasy-themed deck builder, Hero Realms. By the way, the name of the podcast is Sparks and Recreation, guys, but you you already know that, don't you? I am one of your hosts, Matthew Jigma Linkba Rooks, coming back at you. This is our summer vacation edition of Sparks and Rec. Nice. Uh, sorry, sorry for the slight delay on it, uh, but you know we're 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 living our lives here. We put our pants on one leg at a time, just like just <laughs> like the Wolfman does. Um, laughing, I've already gotten a couple laughs, and have, they haven't been in, introduced yet. But that bodes well. That means we might have oh, yeah. we might have uh, good things in store for you tonight, guys. Uh, laughing in the background, we're going to do it a little. I usually do Sammy first, but you know what? Screw Sammy. We're gonna we're gonna introduce
1: Chris. <laughs> Cheers
0: double does Wahlberg, first my my friend my amigo the diamond one as he's sometimes referred to how's it going today buddy?
2: hey 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 i am doing well man happy to be here thrilled for another episode of the podcast episode 37 that's pretty sick it's pretty awesome guys yeah, yeah cool thing.
0: We're, we're plugging along, you know, life gets busy. We don't always hit the two week, you know, intervals that we aim for, but even when things are busy, you know, we'll, we'll get them out every three weeks or so. So, and here we are. Thanks for joining us today. Last and certainly not least. Now I didn't want to skip over Sammy, but he, he's been absent. I think the last, at least the last one episode, maybe the last two, I forget. Um, anyway, buddy, your triumphant return, here you are, joining <laughs> us once again. In fact, not only, usually Sam is recording in his, in a very small closet for uh, audio reasons. Today, though, he's out in the open. He's going commando. He's he's ready to roll. <laughs> How's it going, Sammy?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> hey, 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 backwards. Uh, dude, it. I'm out. I'm in the open. I'm free. I'm here, my friends. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's been great. I only have missed one recently. Okay. One, Uh, I think all the other ones I've just forgotten about due to ADD. So really lucky. I didn't forget about this one too, because I was playing Baldur's Gate three before this. And
2: I saw that dude. I was like, I got uh, your DMs right away. I was like, where, where are you at, man? Are you coming? Yeah, it was. I said, a come on, role. let's
0: let's just start. Let's just go do let's go duo again. Uh, Timmy unfortunately can't uh, join us again tonight. His real life keeps him busy as well. You know, it's just busy as all all it can do right now, guys. But um, yeah. um, and I haven't been playing as much like religious levels of uh, Hero Realms as I mm. have in the past. But I'm still still definitely playing here there and trying out all the new stuff. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. talk about all of the new things we do have to talk about. And goodness gracious, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about, don't we? Um, before we jump into the uh, outline of the episode today, I just want to say a quick thank you to all of our listeners, all of our patrons, all of our donors, and a quick shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Larry Legend himself, Horgle, has joined the Sparks and Wreck Patreon team
1: what a great guy yeah, I, I love, love that guy welcome thank you, Larry great.
0: yeah so cool to have you on, on the team buddy thanks for joining us yeah thank really you, really you appreciate it. It.
2: thank you to everyone else we do it yeah very much appreciate it
0: couldn't do it without you it, you literally help us pay the uh small bills that we have to pay
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, as we said for server fees for development of stuff and mostly it's mostly the gasoline parties we're not gonna lie that's our <laughs> big, biggest <laughs> expense. but wow you know Hey, but you guys understand, right? And you support our habits and we appreciate it. So thanks Thanks for that. Uh,
2: Speaking of things to support, I want to get in really quick with a plug for the custom game queue. I want to get this in on the front end of the cast so that hopefully more people hear about it. But we've talked about the Lewis scripting before. We talked about how it works for PVP now, but they went even an additional step further and the Lewis scripting for the game you can create a custom game that's out there for anyone who plays Hero Realms on any platform to see that custom game that you uploaded and play that game against you. And once they have it, they can favorite it, and then they can start putting custom games out into the queue. So, like, what what was the famous mod that became its own thing? That was Dota, right? Dota. It's yep. only a matter of time till we make... Like, our game's Dota. So let's, like, get out there and hit the custom games. And if you want to get into the scripting yourself, you got to get on the Realms Rising Discord, where um, basically two of the game's developers do a amazingly great job of answering people's questions. They do more than, like, I think would be expected of them in terms of, like, engaging with complex coding questions, you know, and, like, adding features and all this stuff. So... Yeah, just a quick plug at the beginning here for the custom game feature. Check that awesome. out. Yeah.
0: yeah. So much fun. And I agree with you. Like we I totally agree with you. We're going to see like a fan created character end up being implemented into the game, I think. Like we're going to see some really awesome fan created stuff that they're actually going to use, which would it be Awesome. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um while we're plugging stuff really quick, I also want to plug The Splintered Thandar event. It's a real-life custom event uh, that includes uh, Ancestries and other expansions. It's a really fun game put on by uh, Marauder Moe, Birdlaw, and some other people. Forgive me if I'm forgetting you, but Marauder Moe, I think, is the main guy behind it. This is going to be held in Massachusetts, Fall River, Massachusetts, on September 23rd. Starting time is to be determined still. If you're interested in learning more about this, I will include a link in the show notes to the Splintered Thandar to be held in Fall River at the Game King Con, the liberal club. I think it's a like a gaming area. Anyway, uh, another and quick plug for community stuff.
2: Yeah, you if you go to realmsrising.com, I think you can actually find the rules for Splintered Thandar under Community mm-hmm. Events and um there's lore there's a player's guide and an organizer's guide and the format is really wild you need a lot of different sets of cards and there's like different scenarios at the different tables so for me you know if i was an east coaster i'd absolutely be trying to get over to this it's not realistic for me right now but if you dig hero realms and are in the area absolutely this should be on your radar
0: yeah Uh cool all right nice um all right nice quick shout outs at the beginning here um Last but not least, Double Dubs, you want to take us on a quick overview of what we have in store for today in episode 37.
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, we got to give you this episode's dose of everyone's favorite segment. What would you do? Uh, After that, we'll be checking out a little bit in the mailbag with a user submitted question. You can always reach out to us with your own questions. Uh, Our main focus, we're going to be talking about the Necromancer, which was recently introduced in the beta. After that, a very exciting visit from Domers with uh, some viewings from the future. After that, we (laughs) will be going into the Lua Spotlight, where Arkanel will be talking to us about another one of his classes. Arknell's been absolutely churning out the custom classes with Lua I think he's got four or five off the top of my head that he's done, and he's, like, leveling them up and tweaking them. It's really cool stuff. Then we're going to do community roundup, tap it and scrap it, and then we'll get out of here. So with that, let's jump into the show, guys.
1: What would you say you do here
2: all right everybody welcome to what would you do submitted by peter panic 74 note that if you would like to submit your own what would you do scenario you can reach out to anyone on the cast in the dms let us know um that you're interested in having this on the show we need the screenshot of the full field Your deck and discard, your enemy's deck and discard, and then ideally the menu screen that comes up in games so that we know what turn and what level it is. So send us the screenshots, let us know, and you can get in, and it'll be featured in the Discord later so people can weigh in. Uh, Moving on to the scenario itself. We are playing at level 5. We are a ranger up against a fighter, and it is only turn 3. So we took a turn, they took a turn, and it's back to us. On our turn, we got a death touch. On their turn, they got an Intimidation, and now it's back to us. We have six Economies, so we have five Economy cards out. On the row is a very damage-stacked series of actions. Elven Curse, Command, Cult Priest, Wolf Form, and Life Drain. So the question is, what would you do? Um, So I think we want to jump it into the Discord right away here, guys, right?
0: Yeah, let's see what the Discord had to say first.
2: Okay,
1: so what did they say, my friend.
2: <laughs> Hopping over that way. Um, in our voting system, unanimously we are going with the life drain. And uh up first is Filterphobe giving his reasoning on the life drain, saying your opponent probably gets command next turn or Elven curse if they miss with they draw with their ability because they have uh, axe that they're going to be drawing with, regardless of whatever your opponent gets, you get one of the good cards next turn with headshot, and you will win the damage race. Adding on to this, life drain is exceptional in a vacuum, and when you already have death touch and can start turbo cycling from turn nine, since you already have a perfect turn seven, you're going to be in a really good position. lose saying this would be more interesting of a competition of a discussion with eight gold. Um... And then Peter Panic goes on to add that he did end up going life drain. Um, Let's save Peter's for afterwards. We kind of like to conclude, I think, with that. Um, Noodle saying that he agreed with the life drain play for the reasoning Peter Panic presented and that sometimes you make the right call, but RNG has other plans. Indeluz chiming in, command not a bad option considering the gold. They would have gotten the wolf form for sure. And a small chance on life drain, but you'd absolutely land the elven curse and have a better chance at getting life drain yourself. When um, it makes a comment about the average econ, it hurt getting life drain hurts your average econ, while command does the opposite. So you also give your opponent more market power and yourself less. What do you guys think about all that?
0: Hmm. Good, really good comments in there, Sammy. What do you think about yep. this? What would you do? I mean, would you do something different than the life drain?
1: Before I heard all of that, I felt like there were three ways you could go. Uh, with Ranger versus Fighter, it's always very tempting to get the heal. And a draw. So I, I'm pretty torn with Command being an option. Um, mm. There's a slight argument for... The worst The worst thing there, I think, would be like to go Curse and Cult Priest. But the rationale is that the Fighter has really bad economy. So you're kind of taking the Curse off their hands... And then at that point you're getting the cult priest because maybe you can pair it with the death touch to get a little bit of oomph but i think life Mm -hmm. drain is the best i think life drain is the best but i I might mm, i might actually go with command in it just because getting that little bit extra sustain with command is great and it gives your economy even more and they're Mm -hmm. not likely to get life drain so i think you probably could pick it up in the next turn or two and so yeah i like that
0: that last part there i like that last part what are the chances of the fighter actually getting life train next turn? I think it's, uh, it's not impossible that they, they have a one in
2: one in six, six chance
0: to get the fire. Jump, yeah. right? His, so yeah, exactly. Chances are they're not getting that life train, even if you don't get it. So I kind of like, I kind of like the command idea there. I'm not saying it's, um, um, more fail safe than going life drain here, but just as like a a devil's advocate going, thinking about an alternate option, getting command and hoping that uh, your superior economy and drawing and cycling will get you life drain first. Right. Like
2: getting command helps you get the life drain basically.
0: Yeah. And it prolongs the game for you a little bit because like, sammy said it's going to heal you a little bit and the ranger loves draw cards and command is the best draw card in the game if not the best card in the game at least for the cost performance aspect
1: right
0: right uh yeah yeah so i mean i can see command a close second at least i mean life drain is still probably the best cost if you want to win this and win it quickly Mm -hmm. uh but command is probably still going to ensure you end up getting life drain unless you have really bad luck so yeah, that's my take on it. What do you think, Doug?
2: Nice. Yeah, so I am glad that you guys both took the opportunity to defend command there a little bit because I was ready to do that. The only thing I no. wanted to add about the case for command, which I do think is a underdog, you know, obviously after seeing the community, um, you know, make the votes that they did, we don't necessarily think they're wrong. We're just trying to, like, advocate for both sides. The track that you have is one of the one cost track. It's the left one in the mm-hmm. middle. So um, Command has the additional upside of maybe a good mm-hmm. one coster flips. And if it doesn't, then I can track. And you actually have a 50% chance to get rid of a redundant bow, maybe, mm-hmm. um, could, which could be good, you know. So uh, that is just a little bit more in favor of Command. But mm-hmm. um, since we uh, – I think chat did a good job of talking up the life drain already. And since that is what Peter Panic, um Concluded, maybe we turn that way and see why, you know, what what is so great about life drain here. So, what Peter says about it, human life drain. If they want to pick up command, they have to shuffle before the buy, and if they pick it up, Peter will likely get wolf form, which will be too much damage for the opponent to stem the bleeding with command. It will also make my deck faster than the command would very soon. And its damage paired with Death Touch should get me to a position where I can easily outrace him. That being said, I lost the game. I picked up Life Drain. He picked up Command. But I could not afford the Wolf Form on my next turn and never paired Death Touch and Life Drain. Rough. The, game, the game got really close, but I still think that Life Drain was likely the best buy. But with Ooh. 1 and 3 to draw gold and a half chance to worsen your next hand, I'm not sure I'd headshot here as well to take the risk for getting spark. Not fully sure what he's alluding to there. I think he's saying if a spark flipped, he would maybe do his headshot to try to get it is what I think he's saying. But
0: hmm. After anyways. The- yeah. Yeah. No, interesting. Now he lost the game and I. Th- it sounds like if he had taken command, it could have turned out very differently that game. He might've ended up winning that game. If right.
2: But then, you know, that is another thing where like does is that fact does it still make it the like best choice if you played the game no. 10 no. times? Like he's probably going he to win it game, most times. Yeah. He
0: yeah, just had pretty, bad, yeah. he had bad draw luck. He it sounds like he had bad shuffle uh, RNG. But yep. if he had the command, <laughs> chances are the the uh the fighters not going to be able to buy anything. The fighters probably going to get the curse. You know, or maybe the wolf form. Oh, no, he they, pretty, they make it the yeah. wolf form, but
2: yeah, yeah he was pretty yep. good. I at the wolf form, he would have gotten the wolf form because probably. we know they got the command. But, anyways, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah anyway, you're probably gonna yeah, go good stuff. But if you went command, you'd probably go command, curse, and then life drain, and that's pretty sexy, anyway, yeah. yeah. What bad yeah, luck that's a good one, to yeah. get two scrap cards on turn three and never pair them. What the hell? Uh, well,
0: I, 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 I <laughs> that sucks. Like, I'd be mad. This might be the first time where we've had overwhelming community voting for the card that was actually chosen but lost. <laughs> Ended up losing. And I yeah. think the command, judging from what he described later, it probably would have turned out differently. But anyway, right. it's really fun one. Re- really fun one to talk through. Thanks for uh, submitting that, Peter Panic. Yep. Yep. Really quickly, we're going to do what would Jig do and take a look at a few of the funny names that have been submitted uh, on Discord for Hero Realms characters. Just a few. uh, Up first are some necromancers, Dead E. Murphy, Chet (laughs) Cemetery, which is mine, and Dead Flanders. Those were three that I came up with. Mm. Uh, Double Dub suggested Tomb Hanks.
2: Which I convinced Dusto to use, so that one's out there now. Fantastic. Very
0: Great nice. one. Really well done. Uh, scra- our own Scrap Force had Rigor Mortimer, which is mm, mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> nice touch. And, and and you didn't you didn't go dirty with it, which is even more commendable.
2: yeah uh, Surprising.
0: Daily twenty three had High Undead for, for one of his uh, <laughs> necromancers, I think. Uh, we have some boner jokes from Scrap Force that we'll just skip over. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Birdlaw he came in with something didn't Birdlaw have one Um.
2: he nominated know. Arcanel who had Morg N Morg as in you go to the Morg mm. Morgan Freeman
0: yeah thank you cool. thank you that was it yeah Morgan <laughs> Freeman is a good one. Yes, thank you. And filterphobe had Morgan Marie, I think.
2: Nice.
0: Uh, f- finally, uh, yeah. Arcanel, who mm-hmm. is quickly, we might have to change this to what would Aaron do or what would Arcanel do?
2: Yeah, he's a um, pun master. He's a very he's funny a,
0: guy. He's a, he's a punny guy. Um, he has some arena only characters that he made Angarina Jolie, Arena Franklin, which is great. Arena Hamlingan, which is <laughs> kind of silly, but it's funny.
1: I love Arena Hamlington, it's my favorite. Uh
0: Tina Tina Arena. is pretty wow. good. And Serena Williams, which is, good, yep. is also pretty good. So hey, he got a lot of uh hat tips here, but he deserved them all. What would Jig do? Special round of applause to Arcanel. <laughs> All right, guys, let's keep them rolling along. Up next, we've got a very short but sweet mailbag. You've got mail. All right, guys, here we are, episode 37. Uh, we usually have a you know three or four mailbag questions queued up but we're just going to do one this time but it's a good one uh, because i think it affects a lot of players who play hero realms i don't want to say like uh seriously air quotes uh, but you know spend a lot of time playing it and, and mm-hmm. really enjoy it and maybe play in competent events or uh tournaments etc cetera, etc cetera. anyway the question miaugen asked is what should a player do when they experience some burnout with a game i think this is a pretty good question because i can say personally i've definitely had probably multiple uh, bouts of burnout with this game where you just play a lot and you just kind of get maybe queue up too many games or you're in too many events or life gets really busy or all of those things all on top of each other mm-hmm. and that's a Recipe for some burnout. You just get overwhelmed, and it stops. It stops being fun a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do in this situation, guys? Sammy, let's go to you. Have you ever had uh, burnout playing Hero Roms or any other mm-hmm. game? Yeah.
1: yeah, you know, actually, recently I got um, hit with like three different really big projects at work, and our summer schedule is really busy. Like every weekend, we've got something going on. Either here locally, or we're traveling somewhere. Or we're doing something, and I noticed that I. Was being a really bad event participant. If I won a game, I was having a hard time reporting it on Chalange. If uh, if I needed to send challenges, I wasn't sending challenges very reliably. So I just stopped signing up for stuff for a little bit. That was what I did. That was my solution. It has helped a lot. I'm still playing the queue. I'm still playing challenges with my friends. Um, it's not like I'm not playing the game like twice a day still, but it's just much slower pace. You can ask Tim. We have a game that's been going on for forever. We both we really? both have had, we both got a lot of healing cards. And I think Enrage is about to set in. Um, nice. but it, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I'm still a part of the community. I still am on the Discord checking messages. Um just think it's, how long an good. async could,
2: game could go before it hit enrage, by the way. <laughs> like the, like <laughs> yeah. you, you can play the same game for
1: months if you really wanted to. If
0: if each player <laughs> takes forty eight hours per turn.
1: Right. <laughs> you yeah.
0: can you can play that out for a long time for
1: sure. You really can. You really can. So uh, I would say when you experience it, just slow down, don't feel bad about it, give yourself the grace. There's no. there's no there's no one's gonna get mad at you in the community. Uh, just do what you got to do, and when you come back, we'll all be happy that you come back.
2: Absolutely, yeah. You gotta step away. You gotta step away. Do we think yeah. that this is burnout from just like playing too much or being busy, or is this burnout from like uh, like frustration with like bad RNG or a bad run or some bad losses and stuff like that, or is oh, it kind of that all too. of that? It can I've had be that going on too. <laughs>
1: <'Cause>
2: I, <think laughs> I don't the know the if it's way, related. But... the Go way ahead, that sorry. you handle bad RNG is a little different could be different than how you handle like I'm kind of playing too much of this game or something like that. You know, that kind of feels mm-hmm. different to me. Yeah, sure. Because I, th- I think I'll speak to the how to handle like the bad RNG with uh, burnout uh, uh-huh. is that you can either take a break and disengage for a while until, you know, you feel better about it and, and kind of dip your toes back in or you can beat bad RNG with quantity (laughs) and so like if you actually like play a whole bunch you can uh kind of get over your bad rng is kind of the idea You kind of like yeah you got to build up some momentum and stuff like that and and you just kind of power through it and i think that that was something from the um star realms podcast mega holland that uh matt the cutter talked about um they had an episode i think it's like an early one that I listened to in, like, prep for Origins. I was going back and listening to old episodes of Mega Hall, and then they talked about, you know, dealing with RNG that way. So I just thought that was cool. And worth yeah, yeah. Nice.
0: Well, our own, you know, friend of the pod, Zembu, said, you know, he has so many games going on at any given point that even, like, a big event or tournament loss, he won't feel too sour over for more than like five or 10 minutes because he's just jumping back in and playing all, he's got like, you know, a hundred, 200 games lined up. So he's just plowing through all those games. It's yeah. quick. It's easy for him. It's like an athlete, you know, or a basketball player who misses uh, has a bad game and misses, you know, 20 of right. 25 shots or something, you know, yeah. like sometimes that happens. Or a baseball player who you know, has a slump, you just got to power through it and eventually. The back. Yeah. And what do they say? Um, they
1: say, you know, the shooter just has to keep shooting. You can't, you can't doubt yourself. You you know, you can play the game. Just keep playing the game.
0: You're okay. Now I will say this, like, um, burnout now double dubs made the astute point of saying, you know, it's different if you've had, if you've had a string of bad luck, nothing's going your way and you're just kind of fed up and you're just kind of irritated and frustrated. And then there's, you're really busy with life or you've just got too many games or you're just you just took on too much to that you can handle at that point or whatever. Right. Those are two very different reasons, but like the symptoms of burnout are kind of the same, right? If you're like, if, if, if playing games feels like a chore, if it's not fun, if you're like, Oh God, I have all these games queued up. They have to get through and you're not really enjoying it, but you're just plugging through them to not time out or whatever. That's a (laughs) sign that's like, man, it's okay not to let, let them time out or just concede them and just forget about them for a while. Cause if you're playing it, if you feel like obligated to play a game, then it can get a little dicey, you know? And this is the last thing I'll say, cause I don't want to, you know, t- you know, delve too deep into uh, the dark sides of gaming over gaming. Um, cause we're probably all guilty of that to some extent. Uh, but the, uh, oh shit. Now I forget what I was going to say. Anyway,
2: well, um, uh, while we're on the subject, video game addiction was added to the DSM six this year. So you know, if you are someone you know needs help with their video game addiction, it is you know a recognized yeah. thing. Yeah. So, uh, you
1: if you know, if you're wearing them. diapers to get through your queue <laughs> <right>? <laughs> to play well, here, probably. Well, take- oh, well,
0: the great thing about Hero Realms is you can play it on the crappers. So you know that's that is one that of
1: is the, my favorite. That's
2: my favorite. <laughs> This oh, ahead, literally happened to me, by the way. Like this week, this happened. I was spamming the custom game queue because I wanted to get that feature out there so people would see it. And, like, I love these custom classes, but I leveled my whole necromancer <laughs> by just playing the custom game queue. I had like 30 to 36 games at all times. And as Jig was wow. describing, like slogging through the queue, it is that a little bit. I'm glad to get it out there and play against people, but that's totally happened. And so, you know, I just quit throwing custom games out there over and over again
3: and yeah change it up for
2: a little, little
0: bit. while yeah. yeah and that's it And i think no matter what the cause behind it is and this is what i was going to say earlier that i forgot no matter what the cause is if you recognize the symptoms of it's not fun mm-hmm. to play just stop playing it's okay yep. it's not a big deal Do, or you play another game or, like, read a book or, you know, go for a walk or whatever they say. Go go touch grass or whatever the saying is.
2: <laughs> but, like, right. not as a meme. Like, actually do it. Yeah. Not right. like in a condescending
0: way. It's just, like, change, change it up a little bit. The game, the community will still be here when you get back. Life is short. Yep. Have fun. You know, if we're, it's a game. So, hopefully, you're having fun with it. And if it stops being fun, take walk away from it for a little bit. Yep. All right. I think that's pretty good advice. All right. And as we say that, let's continue on with our podcast devoted solely to a single game that we play over and over again, <laughs> Hero Realms. Uh, up what? next, we are, we're going to jump into our main focus, which is talking about the Necromancer. <laughs> All right, everybody, here we are. Uh, It's necromantastic. That's right, the Necromancer has dropped in uh, the beta version of the digital game. And holy cow, it's very different. It plays different than a lot of the other classes. It's a lot of fun to play. Uh, It probably has some balancing to be done, uh, but we're here to talk about it in its beautiful beta glory. Um, What do you guys think? Uh, Well, we'll talk about impressions of the Necromancer, but. What do you guys think about like the overview of the necro? Like, what? How does the necro mancer play? One of you guys want to take this and give us a kind of the necro in broad strokes?
2: <laughs> yeah. So I've been enjoying it. You know, as you talked about, like a play style. Really, each of the new classes has a way of feeling like very its own. And that's a strength of Hero Realms overall, I would say. Like, all the classes have a unique playstyle to them. And the Necromancer is really no exception. You are going wide with weak skeletons, basically, is kind of the strategy most people are going with out of the gates here. You could, like, maybe try to build um, in some different directions with it, but uh, that's really what it's about, and the... The kids are very focused around that. It's super fun. It changes how you value some of the cards in the market, which I think is really cool. We have mm. made all the memes and jokes about Tithe Priest, but like Tithe Priest is a respectable necromancer card in some situations. You don't always want it because it's like a defensive card and it gains you a lot of life. But if you're in a position where like you have the scrap advantage and you can take tithe priest and you can, you know, scrap plus life gain. That's a formula for success in Hero Realms. (laughs) And Tithe Priest is an avenue to that in Necromancer that is, like, viable. So that's cool. Closed Ranks is sick. Uh, Light the Way is sick. All the things that say, for each champion you control, do the thing. Like, it's good. The Trap Masters that were not very exciting before, all of a sudden they're spiking for huge damage in the Necromirror. So, again, for me... Hero Realms is all about, like, analyzing the cards in new contexts, and Necromancer has that in spades. Um, I'll kind of pause there. I have one thing kind of negative I want to say about the Necromancer that's not necessarily power level related, but I did kind of say a bunch there, so I'll give you guys a chance to jump in with anything.
1: Yeah, I just want to say, man, all this new content is making my bones rise, guys. I like <laughs> oh. if, there's something, if there's something that's going to fight Burnout, it's Wise Wizard Games releasing, Ancestries, <laughs> Necromancers, all this stuff.
2: Yeah. It's
1: fantastic. Um, I haven't got a chance to get up too high, but all the stuff you said, Dubs, is extremely on point. Thank you for those awesome insights. Um, one thing that I noticed while playing Arcanel on one of his custom characters that he made uh, was that there was a this character the ability to like steal cards from the market or steal cards from the opponent's side onto your side? Uh, and I'm wondering, it's more a moral question, to you guys when you when you steal a champion from your opponent's discard that goes into your you it goes into your market row, if you will, or, or your champion row goes into you know, play turn goes into play on your side for that turn, right? Yep.
0: And so that's about the,
1: you keep the necromancer. That,
0: you know, yeah, the necromancer the ability. ability you're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so it goes over to you, and then once it's stunned, it goes back to them, right? Yep. Okay. One really awesome new mechanic I didn't even think about and never even thought about was doing that to get other, to, to unlock other faction bonuses you might have in your hand. So yes. if you had like an elven curse and they had Brolin. Steal the Brolin, get two discards, plus trigger the damage for Elven curse. Like, that's sick. I yes. love that. I love that. That is so yep. cool. So adding that to the mix, I think, just further deepens the strategic value of some of those skills and some of the things that you can do. The ability is awesome, Yeah. Yeah, with necromancer another skill another uh oh, okay. character
0: okay let, let me just say this before we go into uh, in deeper with the details because we're about to i just yeah. want to say like the necromancer feels like a freaking necromancer doesn't it yeah. like, the way it yeah. plays the strategy that you use the cards like they nailed it it really feels like a necromancer it's yeah. awesome you're you're raising skeletons you're just sending hordes of them against your opponent, trying to overwhelm them. You're losing lots of skeletons, but you're also making lots of skeletons. Uh, you're losing health along the way. You're raising things from the dead. You're stealing your uh, opponent's champs out of their discard. It's awesome. It yep. feels like the Night King, you know? Um,
2: <laughs> yes. All right,
0: so, so let's go into it a little bit more. Let's talk about our impressions yeah. Uh, well, I guess we could talk about our builds too if you want, because that's gonna go hand in hand with our impressions or strategies and stuff, right? Um, yeah. double does go go ahead. Take us take us where you will with
2: okay. this conversation. Okay. Yeah, so uh my necromancer, bone apple tea. All right, that's uh what we got. Uh, oh no, he lost the game. Sorry, I've been pulling this up uh, <laughs> and it's telling me we didn't win that one. Okay. So the skill is you're going to be putting out skeletons with it. I have the one where it's two gold and you use the skill. You lose one health. You put two skeleton servant tokens into mm-hmm. play and mm-hmm. your skeletons get plus one defense until your next turn. So you mm-hmm. get two skellies and you buff so all your skellies. Yeah. And yep. they're, they do one damage and they have one defense by themselves. So now they would do one damage and have two defense. For my armor, I went with the Plague Belt. It has a threshold of 30 hit points, and you transform a Skeleton Servant Token into a Skeleton Warrior Token, which those, I believe, have two damage and are guards and have two defense.
0: Wait, wait, double those. Did you get the Plague Belt or the Plague Belt?
2: (laughs) Plague. (laughs) Plague. Look. Plague. 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 Plague.
1: Plague. 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 Plague.
2: Okay, plague. that's what I have.
1: Like, like, like the black and plague. Say it like you say magazine. It's a plague. <laughs> Meg, magazine. Yeah, exactly. That's what else, like magazine.
2: Magazine.
0: Okay. okay, sorry. I don't want to derail it too much, but I had to. Plag. The Plag Belt is fantastic. It's like it's 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 not the capital of the Czech the Czech Republic, buddy. It's it's not Prague. Okay. It's, 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 it's,
2: it's <laughs> All right. all right. It's wonderful. a
0: disease okay. that spreads and kills people. Okay.
2: So, a <laughs> pestilence. A
0: pestilence, if you will.
2: Here's the ability I went with. I went with Empty Graves. Put up to three champions that were stunned since your last turn from any discard piles into play lose health equal to the highest cost mm. among them. As they leave play, put them back into their discard piles. So this one lets you, if I can get two out of your discard and one out of mine, or vice versa, or three and zero, however you want to mix it up, but you get three champions. Um, and the artwork has three zombies in it, which is totally awesome. I think there are actually probably cards in the game if I took a minute to figure it out, because I think the one is man-at-arms, but anyways... Um, We'll see if anyone can figure that out from the artwork. That's that's pretty sweet. The ability there. Uh I will say I don't think that this is like fully the optimal one. I took it because I thought it would be cool, but I'm probably gonna respec out of this one to the one uh reawaken. Do you have that one, yeah, Jig?
0: That's that's yeah. what I have, yeah. So right,
2: reawaken. Here. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, well, here I'll go through. Well, um, okay, I'll go through mine and then I'll talk about my upgrades too, and then because I'm guessing we probably have the same ones. Um, yeah, I also took Corpse Horde, which is the middle skill, two skeletons minus one health. So you're actually paying two gold and one health to to do it, which is a pretty steep price, but it's worth it yeah. because the skellies get so strong. I also have the Plog Belt, um, which is really great for beefing <laughs> up your skellies a little bit. I took Reawaken for my ability because this is a ability that lets you take any champion that was stunned since last turn put it into play you gain health equal to its cost and your opponent loses health equal to its cost (laughs) and then it goes back to uh their discard after after it's stunned holy crap though like if you get in seven or eight cost uh champion into that's a that's a 14 point health swing Plus you just get this champion for a turn. Like it's huge. It's yeah. a huge, it's a nice health gain. If anything else, like even if it didn't damage your opponent, I s- still think it'd be the best ability. Oh, that's anyway, crazy. If, it's cool. you, if
1: you got a grack or something, that could be twenty point, twenty point sixteen. points.
2: 16.
0: Yeah. 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 Dude. Oh. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, I also opted instead of the extra hit points I got reanimate the second ability which is just the base ability to put a sec- or to put a skeleton servant into play which can help come in handy if you're trying to um, activate one of your cards your especially your uh, collection, collection of corpses, of corpses. Yeah, yeah which which gives you a draw if you have three skeletons in play so uh, it, the synergies between all of the cards I I also have the void stone which is a Uh, item that gives you one gold and lets you either um, sacrifice a card in your discard pile or the market. And if it was a champion, you get to put a skeleton warrior into play. And the way I play this is always um, uh, sacrificing market cards because it gives you a free skeleton in play just for, uh, you know, sacrificing market champions which is awesome there's yep. just so many ways to get skeletons in play uh there's other cards too and then there's ske- cards that stand your skeletons so they can attack again there's other cards that just give you more skeletons and it's just like <laughs> it's and you can uh also get your skeleton warriors which is strong, especially when you're buffing them with your skill. Now they have like three defense and they're doing two damage if they leave them out there, which is, and if you have a whole wall of them up there, that you can overwhelm your opponent and kind of demotivate them very quickly. Uh-huh. So it's a fun, it's a fun thing. By the way, my, um, oh, and I told it we're going to have to, uh, we'll drop in. What would jig do? We forgot to do that. We'll cut, edit that in later, but my, uh, uh, Necromancer's name is Chet Cemetery. <laughs> Chet Cemetery is my necromancer's name. Yep. Um all right, yeah, so those are my thoughts on it. Now, um, Sammy, I don't know if you've gotten yours up to fourteen yet, but what what have you thought about the Necro so far?
1: Um, I haven't, and I haven't had a lot of chances to look at the cards either to really like say this is the build I would go. I like your idea about uh the one that will give you the the health and um, also hit your opponent for that much. That sounds really strong. Um, yeah. I was looking at some of the cards recently and I'm pretty sure that the female zombie is the Inquisitor because it's the same outfit that she has. There you go.
0: Yep. Interesting. That. And then as far as
1: a strategy play um, and playing against the Necromancer while just playing the Q in my casual way right now, um, I really have, I've played against somewhere i have been playing a character that doesn't have like high aggro um and people have been able to hide their skeletons behind a large guard and i think that is a really solid strategy um for necrosis oh, yeah. if you can get a guard wall up and then get your skeletons out of control if you can do that and then get that card i think it's the bone waltz that allows you to refresh your skeletons and get double damage from them, basically. Bone Great ass. title
0: name, too. Bone, <laughs> guess, bone, yeah. bone Waltz is even better, buddy. We should petition yeah. them to to change that. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay. Also, there's just a million boner jokes that are that can happen there. Yeah, but, but um, refrain. But but please guys, refrain. Yeah. Yeah, we need to keep it PG today. Um, but yeah, it's... Every it's day, not pretty just cool. today. Uh, every time. Every
3: time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have been, by the way. I've been very good. Yeah, but um, um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm a fan. I've been enjoying it a lot, and I really do like that. You're kind of on the knife's edge with it, with with losing the health and not having that much health to begin with. So you you do need to output the damage. It's and
0: yeah, it's and it's really going to awesome. need some t- some tweaking and some stuff. It looks like it might be a little powerful in some situations, but uh, uh-huh. cool. They they've captured a really cool play style that matches the theme of the character. Ton of fun. And we will definitely be coming back and talking a lot more about the Necromancer as it develops and and goes in the future. Yeah, Double Dubs, what are your final thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, well, my last thing I want to say, um, and maybe you observe this or tell me what you think about this, is just kind of that, like, because the kit is so synergistic with itself and is so good at, like, putting out skeletons, do you find... This is a class that I, like, don't really want to buy that much off the market of. Like, you almost, like, don't want to dilute your deck by like buying a lot of cards it feels like you don't really
0: sacrifice sacrifice and draw
2: yeah and like maybe if there's a good guard and you can afford it and or it works, some
0: heal but, like, yeah maybe and maybe yeah, some healing too if you're handy but like it's but not you're right. one
2: where you like develop your econ a whole bunch and like try to get into this crazy end game you're like trying to rush in the mid game An
0: and overwhelm uh, opponent yeah but I, I still try to buy good damage cards when i can if I can afford them, but you basically need to be using your skill every turn. Yeah. Like it's a priority to use your skill every single turn. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into like deeper necromancer strategy later, but um, yeah, it's fun. Like it definitely has its unique slant and it's unique play style, which is awesome.
2: Um, Oh, I do got one more uh, quick one though. If you want to absolutely dominate against a necromancer roll up a half demon wizard with a serpentine staff and kiss your problems. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I think any wizard uh, with it. a circums- or serpent serpentine staff will work or even just like any wizard, to be honest. <laughs> <At the laughs> well,
2: point. serpentine staff really puts it over the top A wizard in general is already super powerful. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah the, the half demon, because then you get even one more extra board wipe uh, with that hellfire.
1: It may well, be yeah, tough, the Hellfire like, is great against druids, yeah. too. Yeah. Having Hellfire, an elf yeah. or a, a small folk might be rough, but yes, I agree.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll we'll be coming back to the Necro uh, many times in the future. Don't you worry about that. But we have to continue, ladies and gentlemen, with our journey through episode 37. Come with us as we revisit an old friend of ours. Who might that friend be?
2: Alrighty, here we go. Greetings, it is I, Nostra Double Damus, a wizard with glimpses of the future of Thandar. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nostra Double Damus. Greetings! It is I, Nostra Double Damus, and I have seen the future of Thandar.
1: Nostra Double Damus, did you read the bones of a chicken?
2: No, I uh, didn't read the bones of a chicken.
0: Nostra Double Damus, what do you use? Tea leaves? Are you reading tea leaves, or what are
1: you doing here? Yeah
2: tea leaves. No, goodness, no teas for drinking.
1: No, Sir Double have you f- found mystical runes that let you see into the future?
2: Runes? No, these weren't runes at all.
1: Oh,
0: I know. You're you're looking at animal entrails to see what clues they might en- offer into entrails? the
2: future. Entrails? Disgusting! No, never! Well, oh, they were in the card gallery. I saw these in the card gallery.
1: Oh, easy! easy. Thanks,
2: guys. So uh, that was fun. Uh, (laughs) These were discovered. These are more leaks than spoilers or previews, right? Uh, Maybe "spoiler" is the correct term here. So we do want to have that as a disclaimer. These were um, in the car gallery. They've been since removed from the car gallery, and there's no guarantee that these. They're like alpha testing.
0: Yeah, they're like alpha testing, basically, right? Not even beta testing.
2: These are not final versions. These may never even see the light of day. Who knows? But they were found in the card gallery. So we thought it'd be fun to talk about them. It is absolutely the level 16 upgrades. The level 16 upgrades are going to replace a card in the base deck. They're going to replace one of your like class-related cards. So we've seen, you know, like replace a gold or replace a follower. Well, now we're replacing a sword for the fighter, for instance. So um, another thing I'll say is that we uh, also got word that these are a a long ways off. Like soon, not even with all all the O's. (laughs) Because the reason we know that is because their release cycle, they said it's going to be uh, increase the level cap on one major release and then introduce a new set of cards in the next major release, right? and then go back to raise the level cap, and then we're going to go back and forth. Well, this is a raised level cap release, which means we have to have a big chunk, a big new amount of market cards before these ever get released. So that is something to kind of bear in mind. It's still super exciting to talk about. We're still going to talk about it. And in the back of your head, kind of have in mind that at this point, we will have another character point to spend. So level three abilities should be on the menu here. I don't know to what extent that will factor in. Let's see how that reveals itself through the discussion. Um, we have the level 16 items for fighter, wizard, cleric, ranger, thief, barbarian, and alchemist, and druid. So the only thing we don't have actually is necromancer level 16 items. So um, we'll try to keep it fast. These images, we're going to put them in the show notes and, and the podcast yeah.
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: So um, let's just uh, go around and we'll do two at a time for each class and I'll kick it off with Fighter here. The Fighter is replacing the Longsword with either the Lightning Longsword or the Flaming Longsword. Lightning one is going to do three damage and say the next time you stun a champion this turn, draw a card. Flaming Longsword is four damage and deal one damage to each opposing champion. So we got Flaming with definitely a lot of dps potential and lightning with some card draw potential any thoughts on these uh fighter ones guys
0: i mean they're cool but let's not i guess we can't talk too much about the fighter because we go always go into the same routines about how it needs some redesign here but they're pretty cool i mean the the artwork is awesome on these yeah the artwork is incredible Uh,
2: Absolutely. This is not like this shows that they are not trending towards a redesign. Is something that we yeah. can kind of infer from this. They're
1: doubling know, down. It.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep, the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I like the lightning lit, light longsword better. I think the draw is always worth more. Um, but it's conditional
2: but... draw you might miss on, and flaming yeah. is guaranteed more damage with a higher damage ceiling. So I think classic fighter strategy. We're going to see the meta be flaming longsword
1: with yep. you know. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't realize it was conditional. I thought you yeah, were, it's yeah, only
0: if contact. you stun a champion. So yeah,
1: in that case, it's probably really good for. It. It's not great.
2: I'll say when I first read these, I didn't realize which class went with which, and I read the thief one, uh, which we'll get to later, and I was like, "Oh, I wish the thief one was the fighter one." I was hoping it'd be the fighter one, because um, I think there's a, one of the thief upgrades that would make sense. Yeah, to be sometimes it happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not. So uh, let's move on to the next one. Gotta have Jig do the wizard one for us, please. We uh, take it away. Uh,
0: okay. So the first one is a wizened familiar, which is an, a cat upgrade, cat familiar upgrade. It changes your familiar to a two guard or sorry, two defense non-guard champion. That gives you one damage, one gold, and one healing when you.
2: So it's not or cool. it's it's no, and. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I guess the, the defense is actually the same, because the original cat was two also. But mm-hmm. this gives you all three things, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the other choice you're going to have with the familiar is the fat cat, or <laughs> uh, chonk chonkers, I think Tim, yes. Tim calls them. Chonkers. This is the content <clears throat> familiar. It has four defense. And it gives you one damage or one gold or one healing. So it's the same as the early. It just has two extra defense. So it's kind of a cool way to let your cat stick around a little bit longer. Um pretty cool. Uh I was been hoping for better cats for a while. Yeah. Um they're better. I'm not that excited. I love the artwork on it a lot more than the actual utility of it. But the you know the wizard That's is true. in such a good place. Yeah, the wizard's yeah. in such a good place right now. I can't complain too much, so.
2: Right, right. And what do you uh, think about like anything about that extra fireball in this? Like there's no particular synergies there or anything.
0: No, I mean, I actually think the uh content Familiar, the fat cat is going to be a little bit better just because it's not going to clog more your HPD. deck as much, maybe, especially at the yeah. beginning of the game. Yeah.
2: Okay. My, so, my take on it was that it essentially heals you for three more each yeah, time yeah. you draw, or two more or whatever, yeah. because it has the greater defense. Your opponent's going to take this out. And if they're going to leave it, you're going to get some good early game advantage off of that. So your opponent's going to have to spend the damage to knock this thing out. Yep. So you're getting two additional HP for every shuffle that you yeah. see the content compared to the Wizen? Yeah. It,
0: yeah, it doesn't give you the versatility the the Wizen does, but it helps you survive a little bit longer, which is exactly what the wizard needs. So, yeah, pretty cool. And the artwork is just awesome. Like, it'll be fun to do this. And <laughs> to be honest, like, this this level of upgrade is probably what we need to be doing rather than kind of these crazy, <laughs> this crazy upgrades that we're seeing with, with some of the other kits. But... Uh, let's keep him rolling. Sammy, can you do the uh, the cleric upgrades next?
1: Happy to do so, my friends. So um, with the cleric, we have some mace replacements. The first one is called the spiked mace of might. So instead of getting two damage and one gold, you will be upgraded to four damage and one gold. Uh, and the other option would be the spiked mace of healing, which is going to be. Two damage, one gold, and four healing. I think there's probably an argument for both of these, but the Mace of Healing is less appealing to me initially, being that the Cleric is already pretty strong for healing. However, if you went with a Steel build, it may be nice to go Mace of Healing to give yourself a little more sustain to get your dude while going. Uh, Breastplate, actually the same, because I know that people have had some some good luck uh, doing aggro rushes against Breastplate. So, there's two options, but it's pretty specific uh, build outs for that. I think the general way I would go would, would be the Mace of Might to help. Right, it
2: improves your damage, and base deck damage being low is um, a yeah. criticism of Cleric for a while now. So it
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the
2: weaker that. points for sure. Yeah. Yep. I agree that it's contextual, though, and depending on your build and your matchup, you actually may want the Spike Mace of Healing. You brought up some good points there, Sam. One. That I wanted to call out. I feel uh, I feel that Phoenix Helm is a little disrespected these days, you guys. You know, it's yeah. all about the breastplate. Phoenix Helm, still it's not good. bad. I mean, Cleric is what Cleric is, but uh, Phoenix Helm can still put your opponent in a serious bind. And I think Phoenix Helm builds, um, they're going to like that 4 HP on there, potentially. You know, obviously, if you're on um, Bless of Soul, you might not care that much. But, uh, yeah, there could be times where you want the healing. Huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, good. These are good upgrades for the cleric. The artwork's a little unfortunate. Artwork's a little lazy. You
2: know, but, what, I, get, um, I like the I like the healing artwork. The mace of might not do I, much. I no, mean, I mean it's like
0: It's it's just no, it's just a hand holding a mace. You know, it's not. <laughs> um,
2: true. True. They,
1: they did. They did strategically position different. the mace head behind the sunsets, at least. And there's like yeah. sunlight coming behind them, which is kind yeah, of cool. so
2: vibrant.
0: <laughs> all right. Anyways, um I'm I'm let well, it's gonna keep rolling. I'm sorry, double does, but I'm gonna steal the next one. Um just well no, I guess as long as Sam doesn't do it, I guess we're okay. I was gonna say, but like, I, I
2: think Sam should do it because it's about horns and things of a horn related nature. But if you should do it, Jake. I have I have no, you know it's fine. You can do
0: it. All right, well we'll start first, but we'll we'll go to Sam's uh take on it first to see how he how he evaluates these cards. All right, all right, the all right. first the first uh, Ranger upgrade card we're looking at is the Horn of Need. This is a item that gives you one gold and uh, has the ability of the next champion you acquire this turn costs minus one, so it makes champions cheaper to buy. Here's the kicker, though. You can put it on top of your deck, so it gives you... A, a champion for cheaper cost. And when you buy it, it goes straight to the top of your deck, which is huge, especially for Ranger. Cause who, who has so much draw the horn of need, uh, dang make Yeah. Insert horn joke here. Next <laughs> we have the horn of command horn of command. Doesn't sound quite as sultry as the horn of need. No, um, This is also an item that gives you one gold. The next champion you acquire this turn costs minus two, which is Mm -hmm. pretty good. So it's actually, it's giving you one econ and two discounts. So it's effectively giving you three gold if you spend it on a champion. Uh, No top decking with this though. Holy cow. These are both really good cards for the Ranger, it seems like to me. Um, Sammy, we're going to you first. What do you think about the horns?
1: Well let me just first start by saying I want to blow a horn when I look at these. Oh! 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 They got the look. They make me think of, you know, some of the classic scenes in Lord of the Rings or even um, Game of Thrones where there are some pretty epic magical horns. Uh, I like the art a lot. I think it's really cool. Uh, To me, it, It's tough. Horn of Command, I think, is going to give you some really good early game buys. Uh, But I think mid-game, late-game, Horn of Need is going to be way stronger. So I'm a little conflicted, but I think if I had to pick between these two, I would probably go to the Horn of Need as my first grab. Because I think you can a lot of times organize your deck in a way that you are getting a decent amount of econ early. And so getting that minus one will help still. Uh, And then you can top deck, like top deck a a gold champion. And that really strong (laughs) early.
2: But this is replacing horn of calling, which already it just does the one gold and the next thing costs one less. So all that Mm -hmm. horn of adding or horn of need is adding that, that top deck ability. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's the one people are gonna try, and it's you know has the most potential to turn out to be super powerful because we know how good top getting is. that card and top decking okay. is. Because if it goes to your discard pile, you have to draw to that, you have to shuffle, and then you have to draw to it again. So it takes a long time for that purchase to make an impact. So Horn yeah. of Need, your purchase makes an immediate impact. It could even be on the current turn with how much drawing Ranger has. So. The one extra econ, not enough temptation from Horn of Command, um, you know, to the, the tempo advantage that you get out of Horn of Need outweighs the econ advantage of Horn of Command, probably.
0: Probably. Yeah. I mean, you, I can think of situations where the Horn of Command is going to get you that eight coster on maybe your first turn without, without having to spend your, your snapshot or whatever, but um, that's true. Yeah. Horn of Need, it, it might help early, earlier, you know, early game starts acceleration, but um, the mid game, lower game stuff is going to be harder to do. Um, all right, good stuff. Do you guys have any final thoughts on the uh, ranger upgrades here?
2: No, excited to see them. I like these better than the level thirteen ranger upgrades.
1: Agreed. Probably. Yeah, I think they're I they're pretty go. exciting and going to be very interesting. So. Yeah. Give me some horns, oh, cool. you horn dogs! All right, well, right Dubs, take, take it. us.
0: Yeah, take Let's us to the alchemist uh, upgrades. Oh, thief! Sorry.
2: Yeah. Um, we got the ruby getting replaced, which I actually thought was a really interesting card to get replaced. I would not have expected them to <laughs> have you replace a ruby in your deck. Um, and I'm assuming it does, right? Wouldn't you guys agree that the sharpened ruby is replacing a ruby and not a gold, right? Yeah.
0: You would think. Yeah.
2: Anyways. Um, so, sharpened ruby. This is the one I w- wanted to be a fighter card when I saw it. It adds two gold, and it says stun target champion. So it's like on flavor for a fighter that you would stun a champion with this thing. And for
0: a sacrifice ability, the, uh, Just yeah, the stun is a sacrifice ability. Yeah, it's not. A oh
2: yeah, thanks. Stun. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, yep, yep. The stun is a sacrifice ability, but instead you're a thief who has this very sharp ruby, and you're <laughs> using it to assassinate someone. Which is still yes. cool and awesome, and I, I dig the card. So that a oh, that's uh, a Ruby. Ruby. And one. then the Brilliant Ruby, uh, it adds two gold, as a ruby does, and then can be sacrificed. Target opponent discards mm. a card. So mm. I like that too. Hmm.
1: You know, first take, I kind of love that you can trash your ruby, because the Thief already has a lot of econ. And so it's like saying, like, yeah, I'm a Thief. I got tons of money, I'm gonna just throw this ruby away to get some benefit. I think it's a really nice I flavor. Piggy- I like that a lot of
2: Yeah. I wanna piggyback off that really quick is that normally thieves are smooth heisting and sometimes the thief will smooth heist economy cards into their deck and then they can end up like bloated with econ and they only have that one powerhouse card that they bought. Well, mm-hmm. now you can scrap out this ruby you still have those actions, the econ econ generating actions, which nah, they might not be that great, but at least you got rid of one econ card that's not that useful. So that's a nice thing about the these rubies having a sacrifice.
0: Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give the slight. Sorry, ahead. I'm gonna give the slight edge to the brilliant ruby just because it's always good to make your opponent discard as a thief. The stun is more situational. So I'd give a slight edge to Brilliant Ruby, but that's just me.
1: Yep, Sam, what do you think? I agree. I think there's going to be moments where the stun wins you the game, more so than when a Brilliant might more obviously win you the game. But a lot of times, slowing people down on their second or third turn um, with two discards instead of just one uh, could probably win you the game in the long run.
2: It can be crippling to hit that in the right spot. Also... Going back to the smooth heist thing again, you can scrap these out on the turn that you do your smooth heist too. You know, you don't have to wait to redraw into them, which is cool.
1: Yes, that is fantastic. Great point.
0: <laughs> yep. Awesome stuff. These are really cool upgrades. I think subtle but mm-hmm. good. You know, mm-hmm. good stuff, man. Let's keep it rolling, that's maybe Sammy. Good for
2: level- Sixteen, because like you think about it, we're trying to get to level Agreed. twenty-four with these things. You can't have all the levels be like insane bangers.
0: They're gonna have to rein but, these in.
2: Yeah, they're yeah, gonna have to rein these These are, in are sure. looking yeah.
1: pretty good at that so far. A yes, little goes a long way. It's it's like Old Bay.
0: With these- <laughs> that, that, that's what uh that's what Sammy likes to tell himself. <laughs> <keep going. laughs> With the
1: uh, like two the inches, uh, is all you need, right? That's it. That's, that's your the good size
2: of a bay leaf. So that makes sense
1: to me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So next we got some, me. Yep, we got some barbarian yeah. upgrades that are coming. Um We're gonna replace replace yeah Headbutt. replace Headbutts. headbutt yep with the shattering headbutt three damage. If you're berserk, your opponent discards one. Or the disorienting headbutt with which does one damage if you're Berserk. The opponent mm. discards one and has minus one gold next turn. Ooh, that's nasty. Which is usually prop, like discard like minus two gold for his next turn.
0: Great, first. great artwork on the disorienting yeah.
1: headbutt. That's there. the best <laughs> artwork <laughs> so far to me. Yeah. Problem yeah. of yeah. all
0: of these. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. I they're both pretty good. I like the the helmet exploding on the shattering headbutt too i think it's pretty good but yeah they're both really good
0: yeah no like the reverse cross eyes on the uh it's <laughs> just fantastic
2: and the barbarians uh, expression it's just great
0: yeah <laughs> yes. great stuff kudos to the artist on this the uh the mace the cleric mace ones were a little below par but you're back on track with the headbutt. <laughs>
1: you redeemed yourself
0: <laughs> yeah Good stuff. I, I don't think there's too much to say about these guys. I, the, I, I'd go, I mean, they're both good. The extra damage is great because you want to aggro rush, but if you can make your opponent, um, and if you're using this early game, which a lot of players do with their head block, uh you can really hamstring your opponent early game.
2: That's the point I was going to make, though, with that gold, the minus one gold, you're usually already hamstringing them on the turn when you, like, headbutt and use your ability and do all that stuff. So, like, is the mm-hmm. minus one gold really that impactful? Whereas, like, Barbarian, go on the aggro plan, sign me up for the damage one. That's, like, my yeah, initial yeah, no, yeah, thoughts about yeah. it. Give me I the, more you
0: damage. But, I, I okay, will say but, this, though. The minus ahead. one... Oh, sorry, Sam. The minus one might be the difference between them being able to use their ability or not, or their skill or not.
2: True. Yes, yeah, so you could just fully yeah. shut them down for everything for a turn. Yeah. If yeah,
0: you but, like. Yeah. drop all the discards Damage.
2: and disorient, yeah.
1: Yeah. Damage is usually the
0: way to go. Sammy, what were you we thinking about the headbutts
1: here? No, I mean, in both cases, just keeping a minus in action is going to come up over and over again, right? So to me, a disoriented, disorienting headbutt is almost like a minus... It's almost like a minus two because usually people are discarding one gold when that happens. It's close to, um, not not a hundred percent because if you don't. Know, That's
2: true. Bad. So in a sense, it's almost a discard two.
1: Yeah, in a way, in a way, because you're but, negating uh, a
2: gold from their hand and they're discarding a gold from their hand.
1: Yeah, and the yeah. other one that I like about it is that that will happen over and over again since it's, it's an actional stay in your deck. So, I I like them both. I, I'm not sure. Because there there's arguments there in both if ways. The, if the have...
2: barbarian goes through its deck three times, shattering headbutt will do six more damage over the course exactly. of the game. So exactly. like, that's a that's a reasonable number. Like that's a pretty that, number's that gonna number is going to win some number of games. Yeah.
1: Especially with the slow burst, their deck the down. Yeah. So it depends on who you're playing, right? Like if it's if it's a long game, if whatever it is, like I think there's some good nuance there between these two.
0: Yeah, No, a lot of these are good choices, which is a good sign. They're pretty close. Um, Yeah, cool. Alchemist time? Yeah, Alchemist time. Who's got it?
2: For sure. Uh, The Polished Philosopher's Stone. uh, This one is going to add one gold, one damage, and one health. As you play this, choose one faction for it to have this turn. And then the Swirling Philosopher's Stone... One gold. As you play this, choose two factions for it mm-hmm. to have this turn. Wow. That feels like swirling by kind of a lot, right? Like polished stone. I like that it's giving me a little healing because you want to keep your spectacles up. But two factions? That seems way good, especially with the aforementioned spectacles. <laughs> like, Because
0: yeah, it, it automatically gives you one of the spectacle bonuses, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, and you could spectacle bonus for whichever thing the polished stone would have been giving you, right? Like, if you spectacle for Imperials, if, if you swirling Philosopher's Stone and have one of the things be Imperial, you're getting three life off that, right?
0: Yep. No, yep. it's way better. Because basically, as long draw, as the most only likely. good thing the, about yeah. the polished so, stone yeah. is that it'll, it, it gives you your, it, it'll heal you even when your uh, spectacles are turned off. True. Uh,
2: and it could turn, and to those turn your spectacles
0: back on. The other good thing about the polished... Right. Possibly. Yeah, if you're right at the edge there. The other advantage I'll give to the polished Philosopher's Stone is if you look in the... the great artwork on both of these, by the way. Um, if you look in the background of the polished Philosopher's Stone card, you can see there's a cue stick. So it looks like the alchemist was playing a game of Cool, and he polished his cue, his cue stick, right before he polished the philosopher's stone. So, uh, really nice touch there. Okay, let's keep moving. Yes. Oh, no.
1: well, before we move on, I just want to say you really haven't lived until you've both polished and swirled your stones. You could really try it. You've got to try it.
0: Polish, <laughs> you know, like polish you know, and swirling.
1: Order is up to you. Whatever you prefer. But
0: you know, that was actually the fourth lesson Mister Miyagi taught Danielson: was polish <laughs> on, swirl yeah. off. Okay, guys, so let's we're we're starting to lose. We're coming apart here. Right, back on uh, track. Let's let's Cheek hit the Druid, druid. Yeah, I'll take the druid. Okay, uh, first we have the feral fox, which is a woodland creature upgrade for your fox, which now does four damage, which is pretty it's a good. Lot. Um, yeah. yeah, it still only has one uh, defense, but four damage is pretty good. Uh, the other one is a nimble fox, which does two damage but has three. Uh, defense which is pretty good because it makes your opponent kill kill that which gives you effectively more more hit points um pretty ho-hum you know ag- again i i like that these aren't too strong and i like that they're very sim like similar power levels for the most part um i think i kind of like the feral fox better just because it's more damage but that's just me what do you guys think about the uh the foxes here just, neither of these
2: tricks are like very compelling. They're both a little underwhelming to me. I know we just talked about how like, oh, it's good. They don't all have to be bangers. But like to me, they're just like tweaking the knob here in one spot and tweaking the knob there in one spot. I don't know. I don't know what else you would do. It's fine. I want to see a squirrel upgrade. That's what I want.
0: <laughs> I want to see the hedgehog <laughs> upgrade. Come on. Give so me that some...
1: yeah. Murder Hedge, the the hedgehog. Murder hedgehog. Remember yeah, the murder the hedgehog? hedgehog.
2: Right. That was that's, what, that's what the people want. We don't want the fox.
1: Yeah, I this is what I think is going to be sort of build dependent. Like if I had the if I had the uh skill is two gold, skill is two gold. If I had the skill that gave me four health
2: <laughs> or, yeah.
1: I probably would go feral fox for sure because I'm already getting the health. If I didn't, maybe I'd go nimble fox to give me a little little more sustain. Um but it's hard to tell. The nimble fox nimble is fox, very the cute. extra. Yeah. It's very yeah, cute. Yeah. Nimble fox. It is. The the cute factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I like
0: feral. the art on the Pharaoh better though. It, you do because it's Pharaoh, but it doesn't look that intimidating.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, His head looks kind of weird to me, but that's fine. All right, that's. I think that's it, my friends. Shall we wrap the segment? That is it.
0: Yeah great stuff fun stuff to look forward to and it's a good yeah. sign that again these are kind of incremental upgrades that replace older ones and make them a little bit better but not too much better so that's kind they're very it's cool because they're the choices between them are really close uh which yeah. is a good sign uh, yeah cool stuff man really looking forward to see how those and again one last uh d disclaimer uh those are alpha level stuff so there's a very high chance that they might change by the time yep. they actually hit the game but cool to see where they're where they're at right now yep. all right guys so let's wrap it up and move into a special edition of lewis spotlight where we have arcanel's apothecary
3: Hi everyone, it's Arcanel here to share an update with you all on one of my new custom classes, the Apothecary. So this class utilises my riff on the Thief throwing knife mechanic. So you start with three potions in your starting deck, red, green and yellow. Each potion has its base effect, so the red potion gives you two combat, the green gives you two health and the yellow gives you two gold. But when you have two potions in play at once, you get a bonus. So like the Thief Throwing Knives, you get bonus combat. However, with the potions, each pair has its own unique bonus effect. You know, thematically, you're mixing potions to make something new. So the yellow and red potion, if are in play at the same time, they make your opponent discard a card. Red and green lets you draw a card. Green and yellow gives you two toughness until the end of, uh, until your next turn. So if you have two potions in play, you get one bonus effect. But if you've got all three in play, you get all three bonus effects. So if you've got all three potions in play, that gives you two combat, two health, two gold. You draw a card, your opponent discards a card, and you get two toughness until your next turn. Now, of course, your chances of doing this decrease as you buy more cards off the market as the game progresses. So to help increase your chances of pairing your potions up, in the starting deck we have our Apprentice Potions Maker. So this is a one defense non-guard champion that will either give you one gold or it lets you move a potion from your discard pile to the top of your deck. Now, even if you know you're not going to be able to mix potions next turn and pair them up, it can be useful to top deck a potion with the uh, apprentice potion maker if you know you'll want the extra combat or the extra gold next turn. Now, the final custom card in the deck is a mezzaluna. A mezzaluna is a knife with two handles and a curved blade that's used for chopping herbs and other ingredients. Now, Wise Wizard games don't have art for anything like a mezzaluna, so I've just used the image for the spell components, and I'm going to trust you all to believe me that there is a mezzaluna underneath all the stuff you can see in the spell components box. Anyway, the mezzaluna card just gives you a straight to combat. Alongside the five custom cards, the Apothecary starts with five gold. So as a summary, the starting deck has eight total gold, five single gold cards, one from the Apprentice Potion Maker and two from the Yellow Potion. It also has two Health Gain from the Green Potion and four Combat, which is two from each of the Red Potion and the Mezzaluna. So the total Combat is at the low end of the spectrum, similar to the Cleric's starting deck. Which means that the apothecary has to prioritize buying damage cards to keep your opponent's champions in check but of course the combos that you get from mixing potions can really help give you an early card advantage either by drawing for yourself or causing your opponent to discard or both now to the skill and ability so these are still very much works in progress for this class so any feedback ideas people have i very much welcome them so the ability called curious brew is all about versatility it's uh, uh, the ability you use it once per game you scrap it and it's a choice of either five combat or six health or two gold so whilst i personally like the versatility i've found personally i tend to well I, all, I always use it for the gold early on for a big purchase i don't know how other people are using it i don't review any of the games at this stage i mean i haven't paid that much attention to to how other uh people playing apothecary tend to use it but if If most people are doing the same and using it for the gold, then the ability probably needs to change. The skill, called Restorative Draft, uh, for two gold, once per turn, the skill allows you to take any champion or action of cost two or less and put it on top of your deck. So note, it doesn't target items, whether that's gold, uh, weapons, uh, or, or fire gems. So thematically, it's you giving a potion to a champion and bringing them back into battle sooner or taking the potion for yourself so that you've got the energy to perform another action faster. So early feedback on the skill has been quite mixed. So a few people have said that they've found it a bit underwhelming as targeting only a one or two cost card doesn't have that much impact on the game. Um, Especially when you can't target the fire gem to, to bring that back up for you or target your other potions. Um, other people have said that it feels too powerful, because uh, some people really value the top-decking ability, and they see that being able to top-deck a card every turn, even if it's just a one or two coster, can have a really big impact on the game. So I guess to put put it in context, by comparison, the Thief's Mask, you know, which only allows us to top-deck at level 9, uh, and still only a, a card of 3 cost or less, it also gets shut off once your health gets Below thirty-five, so the apothecary being able to top deck at level three, even if it does cost you two gold to do it, where the thief's mark is free, being able to do that every turn with no shot off could be too powerful. So as I said, the jury's out. Personally, I found it to be really fun and useful, being able to you know buy something like an elven gift and then top deck it straight away. Or to you know, top deck and in intimidation, and then draw it to take out a big champion, or set it up to combo with a deception on my next turn. If I know that I've, I've got that in my deck, I guess looking ahead, if I you know, get around to ever developing the class beyond level three, my intention would be that at higher levels you could target high value cards. Uh, but in my mind, it feels like it could be too powerful to have a skill where you pay two gold to top deck a card of, you know, six, seven, or eight cost. Um, being able to do that every turn seems way too powerful in my mind, which is why I thought, you know, maybe for the max skill top-decker, a four-cost card might be okay and work back from there to get the, the two-cost value for the current skill. You know, I, I don't know. Um, it's still early days, you know. Um, as with all these classes I've put together, I'm really open to feedback, positive, constructive, really open to people's ideas on how cards could be changed, improved thematically or mechanically, or, or ideas for higher-level skills or abilities. I'm not a game designer. I'm not a programmer. I just had these ideas in my head months ago, before I ever heard of Lua. Um, so when Lua did come out, I thought I'd have a tinker with it just to bring those, bring the ideas to life for my own amusement. Really, I never expected them to be balanced in the slightest, or or expected other people to be as interested in them as it turned out. So you know, if you do play any of the games with or against the Apothecary, please do go into it knowing that you know it's. It's far from perfect. It's unbalanced. Um, but, you know, once you've played a few games, see how it runs. You know, do send me a message on Discord with your ideas on how to improve it thematically or balance it mechanically. Otherwise, I just hope you have fun playing with it. And, of course, if you're up for a game with it, if you don't have the script, send me a message on Discord and, uh, and ask me to send you a challenge with it. and I will. Or if you've already got the script, just send me a challenge in-game uh, and uh, uh, we'll give it a run-through together.
0: All right, great stuff. Um, Arcanel, what an all-star. He's a legend, literally a legend in his own literally. right, but he's also really active with his Lua character development. We just heard about his Apothecary. I've played, personally have played it um, several times. It's a lot of fun. The, the potions have some fun interactions. Um, it has its own flavor and its own style. Uh, if you want to check this out, uh s- send us a challenge. If we get a random challenge, we will send an apothecary custom challenge back to you. So if you get it, uh, you'll know, you'll know where it's coming from. Um, we'll also like um, give you details where you can learn more about the, the class in the show yeah. notes. Um But, yeah, so many fun. Double Dubs, you said you had, like, 30 custom games going on at once.
2: Yeah, Uh, I did too much. Yeah, I wanted to, like, have it be – because this was a new feature. So my logic was that, like, people are going to see this new feature. If there's nothing there, the chances of them checking back again later, like, drops off a cliff. That's just my conjecture. But I kind of believe that's probably true. So I wanted to, like, always have there be a custom game in the queue. At, le- at the beginning. So, like, I just would have, you know, I have it up on the monitor. I just hit refresh. Oh, there's not one in there, and I would throw one in there. And my queue ballooned to, like, over the 30s, including organized play. It was just too much. I was, like, cranking through. But it was kind of like Jake said. It's like, oh, man, I got to go through and do my turns. And, of course, I dig th- these, and it's awesome, and it's fun. But it is all designed around level 3 power level. And, you know, it's against random people who don't really, like, know the class either. And, you know, all this different stuff with it. So, like, the games were fun, but I just did too much and got burnt out. And uh, so I've, like, stopped over the past, like, four days. I haven't, like, cared too much. If it's empty, I'll probably try to get back into it. Or if some new scripts come up, I know some new things are popping up. I think he did a new version of his Cryomancer. So maybe I'll get his new Cryomancer 1 and I'll spam the new Cryomancer a little bit.
0: The demonologist yeah. too. He's is on version three, and it's incredible. It's, it's so demonologist.
2: Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's like his like signature one, in my opinion. But he's got a Thandar Lorian that I think is I'm like in the to. alpha stages it. of uh, getting sorted yeah. out. The cryomancer, the pyromancer, and the apothecary.
1: And the but bounty hunter I mean, was the new one too that he just released, which is pretty cool. Is that the Thandar yeah, Lory? Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a, yeah, that's.
1: Never one. mind. Yep.
2: Also,
0: that cool. shout out to um, Phil Trophobe has a really fun uh,
2: shaman is his
0: uh, shaman, shaman one. Well, he also he also has a a priest, a, a tired yeah. priest, and the
2: street thug or, one. Yeah, oh, he, 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 he got one of the made joke. street thug the class, which I actually really like. The street thug one has some great interactions. You can summon two street thugs. You have a thing that makes you have a card that makes something a guild champion, and your ability is to prepare a guild champion. So you can like turn Tyranor into a guild champion and untap it off of your skill and do double Tyranor in a turn or double whatever. Um, it's very cool. It's but- so we also have to give Warden Slayer a shout out. Warden Slayer did yeah. two absolute sick ones. And I got a cue with this one actually. I forgot about it until just now. He made full random. So, like you are right. randomly assigned the starting deck based off of all the original classes starting decks, along with your skill, ability, and armor if you have it. So you can get like a total match of cool worthless crap. The chaos is awesome.
1: That one oh, was awesome. I I got lucky and I rolled up like you have to
0: send me one of those like after warriors because that that's
1: I will. Strong. It's great. I got like smooth heist plus warrior skills and I was like yes <laughs> this Ooh. is fantastic. But nice. it, it can feel equally bad as it feels good. So it'd be cool
2: one day if there was some logic in there so like it couldn't be too terrible or something or you like you could wait tendencies? him or
0: grade them, Yeah yeah, yeah you like could that. get like
2: yeah, yeah. yeah like two arrows bows that. That,
1: that. that would suck. But yeah whatever.
2: Got to oh. shout out Warden Slayer. He made the Sparks and Wreck uh, class, yep. which is awesome. That and I, I think he said
0: so
1: much he's
2: working on getting that up to level 14. So, level 14, oh, Sparks God. and Wreck. <laughs> Oh, I it's
0: can't wait. Let's go, baby. One Let's Slayer go. shout out to you, my man. Awesome work. I can't wait to see it. Um, One more shout out.
1: A horn. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. Nice. <laughs>
0: nice. I, nice. I horn of no approval. editing. Edited. Yeah. No horn of approval. <laughs> I love it.
2: Yes, we, dude. <laughs> that's your thing now. You do
1: the horn of approval, Sam. Oh, yes. Perfect. I, I, I can't
0: wait. I love it. I love it. We okay? Maybe now. Maybe I have to find a horn, or we just use that. <laughs> Uh, One last Lua shout out to uh, Zabuza, who made a really cool King Midas uh, custom script. His character has uh, a skill where you lose one max health, but you get to convert all the gold you have in play into damage. So you actually, not only you're losing health, you're actually losing your max health but you can really waste on your opponent if you have lots of gold. So he he made another cool one there. So many cool uh, creations and designs popping up in the community. It's so awesome to see. We're, we're planning on shining the spotlight on more of these in the future. Uh, once again, thanks to our uh, canal for uh, sharing your stuff. We have more from him coming in the future as well. So uh, yep. And again, if you want to learn more about this, we'll have links in the show notes to all of it. If you want to just take a challenge and play it, you don't have to do like double dubs and propagate the uh, custom uh, <laughs> queue just to keep for the. Uh, it's a noble thing you did, man. But
2: I would encourage you to support did. the people who are making these scripts by at least sharing it once, or doing it a couple times, or doing it sometimes, right? Yeah, like, especially if you have if
0: friends, if you, yeah, if you have if you're people in your family, yeah, yeah, yeah get it totally agree. Yeah, I agree. You just don't have to spam 30, 30 <laughs> yeah, of them worry, in, in don't the worry queue. Yourself, don't yeah, burn you're like
2: supposed out, to be working yeah. or whatever, whatever your day job is, you know, like do your Refer job.
0: Refer to the mailbag segment of this episode, episode yeah. <laughs> 37, and for our discussion on burnout. Um, yeah, good stuff, guys. All right. Um, I think that uh, wraps up this episode's Lewis Spotlight. Up next, we've got Community Roundup. All right, boys, uh, who's taking us home with the community roundup here?
2: Well, I will kick us off here with the HRPC, let you all know where things are at with that. The Ranger one is uh, shaping up for a top eight so far that includes Cory Bear 88, Saponique, Rucksack, Logan K. Stewart, and the Cats' Meow. So a lot of. Heavy hitters and uh, friendly faces in there uh, with a few spots yet to be decided in the Ranger bracket. Up next, on the Cleric side of things, we have our semifinals all set up for Filterful versus Scorium. And then in the other side of the bracket, we've got Rip versus Noodle Tulpa. So a lot of good matches going on there. The Thief side of things, we have one person who has already advanced to the finals, none other than DeKatz's Meow. And in the semifinals, to face Decat's meow is either Lunapig or Darklighter, with Arcanel uh, being in the fight for third place bracket. So uh, yeah, that should be interesting to see if someone can take out cat basically. <laughs> Um, Because he already won the Fighter 1, which we'll hop over to now. We have Decat in first place, Glitterfart in second. Congrats to them both, along with EvoFX in third, and Rip in fourth on the Fighter HRPC. And in the Wizard 1, we will just cover the semifinals where Scorium is waiting for an opponent. It could be Birdlaw. um, And then NoodleTupa is waiting for an opponent. Um, which might be Horgal or Peter Panic or Arcanel. A lot of different ways those brackets could play out there, kind of early on still. Um, also, did want to give a shout out to Noodle Tulpe for his wins that may have gone unshouted out last time. Uh, <laughs> he took down uh, first place in base quickfire number three. Uh, First place there, and then I think it was also the Druid one? I got to check. I'm sorry. Was it Druid? No, he got second in the Druid one, it looks like. Yeah,
0: I got third in the Druid. Nice. Hat tip to Rip on that one.
2: Hat tip to Rip. Okay, that's funny. I can't find the other thing that Noodle did that he won that I didn't shout out.
0: Well, um, even better. We can oh. we can
2: No it was Max Overdrive season two, I think was the other one that's that right,
0: Max found. Overdrive. Yeah, no yeah. You're
2: out right so, now. nice <laughs> <laughs> Definitely always a force to be reckoned with, my friend. Um, and the last thing I want to shout out, Double Dubs Deadly Duels. That was going on forever. Uh no help from Scrap Force moving that one along we <laughs> uh,
1: both were very derelict in our duties but it took right, forever right. it really had like a huge match it was like 12 games long it took forever
2: oh yeah and I mean that was the format and I wasn't really pushing people along too hard but um, so that one Luna Pig ended up taking the whole thing down with her wizard Crazy oh. Frog so congratulations to her she knocked out my good foot loving friend Fierro, shout out to you um <laughs> in a 7 to 0 sweep of his thief which is no. absolutely insane that's what the number says man the numbers say 70 luna pig
1: over the thief um it's rough that's rough that he got sweat like man thief <laughs> is pretty weak low at low levels but and I think
2: he, I think he rushed smooth heist, and I think sometimes you can end up kind of like paying for that if it doesn't work out and different stuff like that. But um, Luna Pig, she finished. Um, she went seven one seven two. You gave her the biggest run for the money at seven four, and mm-hmm. then seven two again. So overall, she was 7-14, 20, 20, 35, and. Thirty-five and nine in the course of the tournament with her wizard. So, Damn. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty uh, hot hand with the wizard. So, wait, wait,
0: wait, and who, who who had the best uh, She's uh, uh, showing against her?
2: Sam did. That was with four st- wins. Yep. Yeah,
0: nicely done, Sam. Sparks and wreck pride, baby.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah, you, she only had she had five losses that weren't you, and four losses to you. <laughs> <And> <laughs> There you go. Yep. She beat Noodle, Scrap Force, Logan, and Fiero to take it down.
1: Nice So, yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah. Uh, so first place, we'll get an animated emoji for the stream. whoop. <laughs> and So who knows what she'll come up with for that. I'm sure it'll be fun.
0: Cool. That'll be nice stuff, man. All right. Um up next, I'm going to do a little King of the Castle or Kings of the Castles. Uh, just a quick update. We actually just had Cory Bear report that he has defeated Andalus in his, def- his, uh, his fourth successful defense of Castle A. So congratulations to Cory Bear 88. Your prize is to face rucksack next
2: <laughs> as your uh upcoming and, champ uh, i oh. is as a savage competitor as we know but i want to give a shout out to cory bear on this win it's got to feel extra great for him because i know he told me he felt like he was going through a little bit of uh you know like rng slump and having a tough time with stuff a little bit so that's got to be great right, to okay. get that right. win he's
0: held on yeah also. yeah yeah nice and uh, over in Castle B, we have our own Double Doves, King Double Doves, defending against Omsk right now. If you win this, you will also go up to four successful defenses. So yeah. you guys are plugging away. Good Yay. job. 2-1 Two one.
2: Two one right now in, in game okay. four. So I can nice. take yeah, it. Yeah, and
0: Omsk is another strong challenger. Uh, currently, we have twelve people signed up. Well, if we include the people in line, we've got about like 15, 13, 14 people signed up. Awesome, We're always man. looking for people. Uh, yeah, because it goes quickly once the games pick up. Uh, I will have the sh- link in the show notes if you want to check it out. I have a cool page that shows the castle and like the, the queue, and there's lots of cool designs on it. Check it out; it's a labor of love. Hail Absolutely. to the king, baby! Yeah, king Hail castle to the is king a good baby. one. Um, that's it that's for cool. me for community that's roundup. Um, do we have any other uh, final things here for this segment? All right, then let's wrap up and head into the grand finale Tap It or Scrap It and the Outros. You gotta tap it or
1: scrap it. You gotta tap it or scrap. <laughs> all right well my friends um if you've seen my discord handle lately it will say scrap force is playing Baldur's gate three uh i am going to <laughs> tap that game it's really <laughs> only got i don't know seven eight ten hours something like that they're they're rising rapidly
3: Seven, uh, eight,
1: ten seven eight ten something like that but it, it's a lot of fun if you like games I don't know. Dragon Age Origins is one that I really, really, really liked to play back in the day. But there's a lot of like conversation with people and looking in crates and seeing what's in there and getting treasure and
0: looting treasure looking and, in crates. And fighting, <laughs> there's creatures. a lot of looking in crates.
1: There's a lot of looking at crates, uh, finding spells, stuff, spells. spells. It's
0: so drafting. it's really deep. Yeah, it's like D and D on um, on a computer screen.
1: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it really awesome. is, right? It's based on 5e. So, okay. Cool. Anyways, uh, so there is a lot of like detailed, oh, you're probably going to have to Google this to see what you should do. Or or you don't and you mess things up and you just play through it. Because it's the kind of game, like it's so long that you could probably afford to just play through it and you'll be fine. Totally. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. So I definitely would tap that game and recommend to check it out.
0: I'm just going to jump in. I uh, also hopped on the Baldur's Gate 3 train, hype train. Uh, I'm not sure why, because I really don't have any time to play it. Uh, I did play (laughs) a couple hours, though, even on vacation. I've been on vacation for the last week, and I haven't had Mm -hmm. I was actually doing catching up on the last work I had to do before I could Uh, start my vacation within my vacation. Uh, Anyway. I bought it, played it for a couple hours. And it's like playing the games from the – the graphics are better. It's smooth. Like, it's beautiful. Uh, it's great. Like, you, you're immersed into it. It sucks you in. But it feels like the old-timey games, too, at the same time. So, mm-hmm. And I'm it's just like playing really it on my little computer screen. It?
2: RPG. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I'm tapping that with you, buddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the tap.
2: Fully tapped. So my, Chris, it's too I have cheap. a group of friends yeah, <laughs> who no. wanted me to, like, buy the game. And they're like, you got to play, you got to play, you got to play with us. And so I just have been joining their Discord voice chat and having one of them screen share with me. And I'm, like, hanging out with the guys, watching them play the game. It's like I'm playing the game, you know. We're doing the thing. So I've gotten to, like, you, experience it that you don't actually have to play way. the game. Yeah, um, nice. That's you know, smart. I'm not, like, super yeah. invested in the storyline or anything like that. But, yeah, yeah, I didn't have to spend all the money of the game and play it. And, like, the thing is, to me, the single-player experience will exist for a long time From now, I can get to it at any time. I have a huge library of unplayed games that I just play Hero Realms instead, anyways. So, like, if I was gonna, it'll go on sale
0: for like fifteen bucks or twenty bucks in like three months from now.
2: I'm gonna play the patient gamer card and hold up on getting this one for a little while, but I'm hyped to try it. Maybe in the meantime. I'll play Divinity of Sin 2, which is kind of the game that came before this. Yeah.
1: It's very similar, yeah, it's been, too. I've played both, and it's very similar. Yeah. That's
0: been sitting in my Steam library for like six years now yeah. or five years. Since or the other.
1: time it went on
2: sale for $15? Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> I'm just going to do yeah. that with Baldur's Gate. It'll be cool.
1: Yeah. Yep. Smart. Worth owning, move. for sure.
0: The lesson my Tap is waiting for games to go on sale before buying.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice,
0: nice, nice, nice job. Dev Loves. It. All right. Um, I think we're good on taps. Let's go to scrap it, who's sc- scrapping it. Um, double dubs, I think you have something to scrap this week. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I have some technological-related scraps. First, scrap my internet provider for going out on me for a second there and blipping like that. I don't know what that was. That's so frustrating. It's uh, not so the first you know, time, but
0: we, we've, we've made fun of your shitty internet connection before. This isn't the first time. Uh,
2: I can't, I can't <laughs> even begin to get into it. Yes, you're right. That's so, you know, I w- almost want to audible the whole scrap just into my internet <laughs>
0: connection. <laughs>
2: like a streamer and podcaster with terrible internet. Like, that's a tragedy right there. Great combo. But uh, <laughs> the, the other scrap I have is AirPods, because I think I maybe lost mine this morning. I haven't oh, no. seen them all day. I have a toddler who like tears things apart and if you guys can see that's camera one I'll switch you guys over to camera two which is fantastic podcast content as well but basically it's a mess around here so I'm hoping they turn up but we ran around like crazy at the park today they were in my pocket and I don't remember seeing them since then so
1: I'm (laughs) I think this this is a conspiracy by Apple because they cost like $250 and they're so losable they're so easy to lose
0: <laughs> and break they away. knew it now you know you they have the find my iphone option on them if you have That's them my
2: sweet android that uh i like to You rip. can do it on a
0: website though you you don't even need to do it no it, it's or it's it's That's called true. find my iphone but it's a service that helps you it'll actually help you locate where they are or the last known location okay so,
1: so i was i was hanging out in the public and uh, we were talking with the kids. And you know how the kids will always teach you stuff about technology. You can do that from your friend's phone. There's a way to open the Find My App and then say, help a friend. And then your friend can log into their... It, your friend has to know their their Apple password. But they can log in and use the app from your phone even. And that was gee. I was like, what? That was mind-blowing. So I'll give that a tap for apple but it's also uh, combined with a scrap so you know not quite that
0: nice strong. i like that's, it's a tap it within well, a scrap
1: <laughs> yeah Nicely it's done. a nested like it. tap which is not as strong like as a, a full tap, tap right <laughs> yeah, yeah well, not but a, sometimes not as like as a tap
0: well. a tap where you're expecting a scrap can be a welcome surprise as well though can it my friends um yeah
1: it's always nice for them to check kind out. Of, I'll, I'll just
0: jump thing on like and that? say AirPods, when they work, they're, they're, yeah. When AirPods are working, they're incredible. The, I'm using them right now. Uh, you're going to notice my mic isn't quite as good because I didn't bring them with me traveling. But the left one doesn't charge all the way sometimes. At first, it worked if I just cleaned the connector inside. Now, it, oh, now wow. I need to like rub it in like alcohol for it to charge. It didn't charge right before we recorded this. Uh, and it's they're maybe exactly a year old, and I don't use them like that much, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, AirPods—they're expensive. They're great when they work, but it might be yeah. better just buy the cheap ones, guys. Anyway, for two yeah. fifty, uh, uh, you hopefully get more
1: than a year out of it. That's for sure. Huh.
0: Yeah, man. Wow, well, this took. Uh, we're really we took a negative turn here with the scrap <laughs> on the AirPods, guys.
1: Hey, maybe uh, we got to think about
2: uh, like.
0: Maybe we got to do scraps first and then taps on the end. Anyway, scrap kind of it or tap it. it. Yeah. Maybe next time yeah. we'll do yeah. scrap no. it or tap it. That sounds a little better, anyway. Scrap it or tap it. Okay. We did have Anyways, a nested guys, tap um, at least, but
1: there's that. So
0: Nested taps are something we'll have to work on in the future too, Sammy. Thanks for bringing that <laughs> yeah. bringing that to light. Um, I'll say my uh, thanks and goodbye here, guys. Great to see you. I know this, this show is a little sloppy. It's the middle of summer. We, we threw it together for you because we love you. Uh, It's good to be back. It's great to see you guys. Uh, We'll we'll try to get another one again in two to three weeks from now. And until then, uh, stay safe out there, guys. Keep realming in the heroes and keep heroes in the realms. Peace out.
1: So uh, as I always do, um, if you have not signed up yet, go to hero-helper.com and signed up. You can, If you're playing Hero Realms, it's a way to get an idea of what your overall win-loss is. It's a website developed by moi. It is gratis or free if you're not speaking other languages. (laughs) And it's great. Uh, One other thing I wanted to add to while we were talking, I worked up a little magic on some of the queries that we run for Hero Helper and added Necromancer to it really quick. Um, The win rates... Against Alchemist, Barbarian, Cleric, while still a quite a small sample size. Uh Druid, also really everything except for Wizard. <laughs> really good.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: None of them are below 70%. Wizard's at 47% win rate. So it's getting wow. looked on by the wizard, as you might imagine, probably the Serpentine staff. But everything else, it's demolishing. And barbarian is the worst at eighty six point six percent of wins. Now it's only twenty. It's twenty six and four, so it's not like a huge. It's like not even thirty games, but um, wow! It actually is exactly (laughs) thirty games. But oh, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) math is not my strong point. There you go. I'll write the query. The computer doesn't. Math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I do you know, that. That's I mean, so why I like computers.
2: Math is for computers, man. Yeah, computer <laughs> <does math. laughs> I, know,
1: I know formula. Computer do math. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> yeah, necromancer, uh, pretty good. Uh, surprisingly, the overall win rate it's like fifty-seven percent, which isn't incredibly high. Like I know when that
2: means there's a lot of other necromancers they're facing, and there's a lot of wizards they're facing. And, yep. you know necros aren't facing a lot of things. yeah and also the bad.
0: below so, b- below like level 12 it's pretty bad it it, it doesn't really it start needs, firing uh, on all cylinders out, until yeah. later
1: yeah no and I'm seeing I can see what it is now if you if you look at the data there's a lot of fighter games and a lot of wizard games and that's gonna be all level three or level four because that there's a lot of players who are on the free version um and so those are all the games when you're coming up so that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, uh, once you get past that with the other classes, wow, that's pretty cool. Anyways, I just wanted to make sure that I got into the episode because I uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And, and with that's that, why you
2: should sign up for Hero-Helper.com. What, you get insights.
1: You get data. It's the best. And you know, now that I've written this query, I can push it live to our production site really quick. So anyways, uh, with that, I just want to say, what do I say? Start
2: oh, squishy let Oh, I stepped on it. You gotta do it again.
1: Okay. Here's a clean one. and it.
2: Fantastic. So yeah, Double Dubs here, signing out for the evening. Another super fun one, guys. I want to thank everybody uh, who listens and participates in the community, makes it, uh, you know, what it is to, to be here and, and hang out with you all. It's super fantastic. Um, Twitch.tv slash double dubs. If you want even more Hero Realms content, I stream every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Central. I've got a giveaway that I'm doing next week uh, that you'll probably be able to get in on it if you listen to this. Uh, of I have copies of Parsons the Insider if oh. you play me and beat me on stream I will send you a copy of Parsons the Insider and I'll play any format or challenge or restrictions you want so you can play uh, Cleric and I'll play Fighter you can play a crazy custom script whatever you want uh, and if you beat me I'll send you one of those cards and oh, I'll, I'll oh. hang out check it out. And in the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags.
0: You made it to the end of the show. Congratulations. You're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta analysis, and
2: everything Hero Realms.